Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. And I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Dewey Burke, Sherelle McMillan. You're listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com. Duke 74, Carolina 73. Dewey, um, you've got a take on it. We talked about it a little bit off air. I've got mine. I want to hit Sherelle. So uh, your overall thoughts on Carolina's one-point loss to Duke in the ACC semis. Yeah, it was, it was a great game, obviously. And uh, we battled. There was no, in my opinion, no question of effort from any of our guys. I, to me, it was about shooting. I mean, if you look at the stats, we didn't turn the ball over. We out-rebounded them, which is surprising given the way Zion plays. Uh, we just couldn't make shots. Four for 27 from three, and outside of Cam hitting those first couple, we were two for 25. I mean, we were were brutal shooting the ball. And, and to me, that's what it came down to. If we make a couple shots, I think we win that game pretty easily. Like I said, great basketball game, and, and they've got a super talent on their team that is – nearly impossible to stop and he made the last play that ultimately won the game unfortunately yeah and that play sort of summed it up Sherelle when I was watching the game with uh, my boy I was like Carolina's got to rebound if they miss they will miss enough shots and if Carolina can rebound the basketball and there were a couple plays in the first half that we can talk about that stood out but in in the second half especially late there's a ball rolling around and I believe Goldwire picks it up and gets an easy put back. And then they get what they want. They force Zion into a tough shot in the lane. He follows it up and, and gives Duke the lead. I, I just think the story of the game, yes, Carolina shot horrifically. But if they finish defensive possessions better than they ha- better than they, than they did tonight, then I think they win um, You know, maybe – five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten points. They just could not get it done on the defensive glass when it mattered. Yeah, you make an excellent point. You know, we talk about how North Carolina all the time is a great rebounding team, and they emphasize it. And it's something that Roe Williams has preached since the day he got there. And today it just didn't work out for him. And it really was the, uh, you know, it changed the game. Because in the first two games, there wasn't that much on the offensive boards for Duke. Um, and obviously Zion Williamson playing changed that a good deal. Um, but it was it was surprising because – you know, in the first half, it really wasn't Zion by himself. It was Delorier and uh, Vrank and Goldwire and those guys who really hurt Carolina on the board. So um, overall, I, I don't think you can be too upset. I mean, they played a really good game, I think, uh, especially defensively. I thought they were, you know, really played really well defensively most of the time. Um, but, you know, like Dewey said, they just have a transcendent talent who really wanted to make it a point to show how important he was to his team. And he just made one extra play. Dewey, we've talked a lot about um year you know over the last week or so a lot of people say you know winning the ACC tournament's a big deal and and I think back in the day it used to be a huge deal to win the ACC tournament but the last time Carolina won the ACC tournament and won the national championship was 1982 and I'm pretty sure neither one of you guys were around um I was and I remember it they beat Virginia and Ralph Sampson in I think 47 45 in the 82 ACC final but in the grand scheme, Dewey, as you look at this game, sure, it's terrible to lose your rival and all, but is it that huge of a deal um, in the grand scheme when Carolina is going after um, you know a bigger prize in three weeks? Uh, so I, I think about it a couple ways. One, 
you know, if it's not Duke, all of us Carolina people are saying, well, it's too bad we lost, but it's an extra day of rest and Kobe needs the rest and we'll be fresh when we start the, the, the NCAA tournament. So it just feels different because it's Duke and that'll, that'll wash away. Uh, I think we, in my opinion, showed that we deserve a one seed. I think that's clear. Uh, my other side of it that's frustrating, and I'm actually going to take it from a friend of mine who just texted me, the thing that sucks is they, they'll probably win by 20 tomorrow, win the ACC tournament, and they probably are going to get the number one overall seed now and have the easiest path to the Final Four. That, to me, is the most frustrating thing, if anything, because we're a bucket away from them probably being a two seed. And now they beat us, and everybody says, well, with Zion, they're hardly beatable. And so assuming they win tomorrow, uh, I kind of see happening what I just said. So uh, look for us. It's fine. Get home. Everybody get rested. We're, we're healthy for the most part, except for Leaky, and, and be ready to go. But even as well as we've been playing the last two months, we still have to make shots if we're going to have a chance to hang a banner. You cannot – I mean, if I remember, Cam made the first two of the game, or at least his first two, but we were two for 25 outside of that, 8%. You can't shoot 8% and win games in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight Final Four. So we got to be able to make, uh, make, take and make better shots, and, and that'll be the key for us because we're guarding, we're rebounding fine, we've got a lot of rhythm, but you got to make shots. I think I'm going to jump in, Tommy. I think part of that, Duke, you can tell me if, if it's right, is Duke's defense just really um, took Camp Johnson out of the game for after that first probably eight minutes until about the five-minute mark of the second half. They just weren't going to allow him to get a really good look. And it was like just, quasi, quasi boxing one. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think, you know, North Carolina will learn from it. They'll figure something out there. Um, but when – somebody who's been your most consistent player throughout the season, your most consistent scorer, can't even get a shot off. You know, I, I think the team had to learn kind of how to play through that. And, you know, there's probably, I'm not saying it's a good loss. I'll never say that, but I think there's value in them learning, okay, if Cam is taken away, this is what we need to try and do. The other thing I think people have to realize too, is this was, you're not going to face this caliber of team until you get to, at earliest, the uh, national semifinal. So this was, for all intents and purposes, a final four game. And Duke is really good. I think people have to realize that. I was just looking at some of the numbers. Carolina, this season from three uh, against Duke, you know, this is some quick math, 14 of 79, which is 17%. So after three games, that tells me it's more about what Duke is doing defensively than Carolina just having off shooting nights. And they were able to compensate for it a little bit earlier, getting into the lane. And then it, it seemed like, you know, at some point in the second half, they just stopped trying to get the ball um, into the paint. And when that happened, Duke was able to choke off shooters and, you know, the offense really struggled. Dewey, looking at, you know, the way the first half went, and Sherelle and I have talked about it a lot, when Carolina and Duke play, Carolina always gets a lead against Duke. Uh, you know, I, I want to say it's like every game in the last five years, Carolina's had a double-digit lead at some point against Duke. But in the first half, Carolina – it almost seemed to me like they were so keyed up on stopping Williamson and Barrett and Reddish was a non-factor, but they sort of left Delarier alone a little bit. And Delarier in the first half, I don't have the splits, but he, he finished with only five points. But I thought he had some huge offensive rebounds early. And, I, and I've always said when Carolina plays Duke, if the big three beat you, you just they just do. 
but if the the other guys are the ones that play well, then you're in trouble. And that's what I felt like watching the first half. Now, granted, Carolina ran out ahead and got ahead, but Duke ended up coming back and, and tying it at halftime. And I think really that Delaria kind of flew under the radar, maybe in a, in a, you know, in a, in the whatever you know the game plan, and, and Carolina sort of just didn't account for him, and he made some plays until he got in foul trouble. I thought that was key for Duke, at least in the first half. Yeah, and it was it was more than just him. I think you're right about Delarie, uh, but also Frankovich came in and gave him quality minutes. Goldwire did, and what they did defensively, as Sherelle was saying, they put Trey Jones on Cam and basically said, "You're just going to face guard him and hold him." I mean, I, again, I'm not a complainer about the refs. You guys know that, but even our last basket that Nas got on the dunk. I mean, how did they, did you see how badly he fouled Kobe, Trey Jones? Like, it's amazing to me. Uh, And so they basically said to Trey, okay, just you face guard Cam and just hold him. Just hold him and grab him and hold him. They won't call a foul every possession. And that's what it did. And and I would have to say, I didn't think Cam handled it that well. He started to figure it out late by penetrating and getting to the rim a little bit. But they made that switch, put Goldwire on Kobe, and put Frankovich in, and it changed the tune of the game. You know, those guys, I don't know if psychologically we stopped focusing as much about our, our defensive principles, but as soon as they came in, Zion got going, they got some momentum, they got more stops. And But again, it was also at that time we stopped making shots and never started making them again. I mean, the only buckets we got were at the rim. I don't know what our points in the paint were for this game, but it was significant because we shot the ball poorly, uh, extremely poorly, maybe the worst of what we, we shot all year. And, you know, you just need one of them to go. Kobe goes 0 for 6. Kenny, I know, made the 1, but he had some really, really wide open ones. We just got to make shots. It's a make or miss game at the end of the day. You got to make shots to win, and we didn't. Sherelle, uh, you know, Garrison Brooks played 22 minutes, had two points. I thought, and I said it watching it, when he fouled out, I thought the game was over. Um, Carolina still could have won, yes. But I thought when Garrison came back in, Carolina had a couple nice defensive possessions. But when he went out, um, you know, for a guy that played 22 minutes and had two points, I thought that he was a a very big difference maker for the good for North Carolina. Without him, um, I know May tried. I know Nas tried. They just didn't have anybody that could match up on the big fella. Well, you know, I don't know that I agree because on that last possession, I mean, that was good defense by Nasir and Luke. And, you know, I am I know people are tired of Zion, and I'm not trying to be on the Inside Carolina podcast talking about how great he is. But the guy, is, he just, he's big and he's strong, and he can jump faster than everybody else and jump higher than everybody else. So I didn't think it was particularly bad defense by Nasir on the last play or by Luke. I think a good player just made a great play. And, but to your point, uh, you know, Garrison, he's so much improved from last year, I think just overall in his confidence and and what he's supposed to be doing and knowing uh, the sets and the calls and everything offensively and defensively. I think that bodes well for the future. You know, he bothered Zion a few times defensively. There were times where he thought he was just going to go through uh, Garrison and it didn't work. And there were times he tried to go over Garrison where it did work, but also times where it didn't. So, you know, I, I thought Garrison had, had a great game, and I think it also, – yeah. Also thought his fifth foul was a terrible call. That was Yeah, not- yeah. There, were, there wasn't much there, for sure. It reminded me of uh, Isaiah Hicks in 2016 in the national championship game, his fifth. It was uh, one of those ones that's like, really, that in this game 
And, and I well, just thought it was a big difference maker. I completely agree, especially because there was a couple times when Kobe penetrated into and jumped into Zion and there was clear contact and they just didn't call it. You know, that, that crazy lefty layup he made in the second half, that was clearly blatantly a foul. So, again, I hate complaining about refs, but, God, they missed a couple that I thought were critical. Yeah, they did. And uh, But Carolina, like, like we said, four for 27. Rory Williams said in the postgame, uh, you shoot that, you're going to get beat. Carolina did, 74-73 Duke. Um, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Duke wins the ACC championship. But let's talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament since I've got you guys here, and we'll certainly preview it more after the brackets come out tomorrow. It's crazy. It's already selection Sunday, but or so, two days from now. But, um, Sherelle, your thoughts. I don't see how there's any way Carolina doesn't deserve a number one seed, especially with the losses that have happened over the, the course of the past week. But to be honest, I'd be surprised if they got one. Your thoughts there? I don't know. You know, I I don't know what the committee is going to do. They they have all these measurements and uh, tools and metrics and things to use. But, you know, I just can't look at Duke at full strength, at Carolina uh, at full strength, at Virginia, and not think those are three of the four best teams in the country. Maybe that's my ACC bias coming out. You know, I don't know. But it seems like I, I think there's a fair case for all three of those teams to be one seeds. I mean, you know, Virginia, we, we know what they've done throughout the season. Incredible run. Duke, we've seen what they've done. And, and North Carolina, you know, they've won, I think it's now, I think it's 14 of their last 16. Um, only losses were to the team who's number one in the country uh, entering this week. And, or excuse me, the team is number two in the country entering in the week. And the team is number five in the country entering the week. So it's not like they have, you know, any terrible losses over the last four months or anything. And they have, you know, a ton of quadrant one wins. They have a high rating on Kim Palm, you know, all those factors. I think, you know, they should get a number one seed, whether or not they do. um, You know, I think it depends what Tennessee and Kentucky do uh, tomorrow and Sunday, but I I think North Carolina is one seed worthy, Um, but you know, who knows what they're going to do. Yeah. And I I think the one seed matters. I think the stats bear it out. And I know, um, on inside kind of message boards and maybe it's Adrian Atkinson, maybe it's been you shrouds, some of the other people posting. I mean, when Carolina is a one seed, there's a big difference um, in how they do in the tournament. Dewey, your thoughts on, um, well, let me ask you this, your thoughts on a team like Virginia, I'll back up a little bit and I don't know if you watched it, but Florida state dominated Virginia tonight in the uh, JV game before Duke Carolina. And that's why Virginia doesn't win the NCAA tournament games just like that. And so will they get a one seed? Yes. Um, do they deserve it? Yes. But I think Duke and Carolina do as well. Do we, you just overall thoughts heading into the tournament where you think Carolina is right now and yeah, on the middle I, side of it? Yeah, I, I don't study it. I don't, you know, as, as far as what they consider now and, and what what's most important. I understand the quadrant one win thing, but uh you know, the body of work argument is still relevant if it is. And if, like I said, Duke wins tomorrow by, you know, going away, I think they get the number one overall seed because everybody's falling all over themselves about Zion and rightfully so for how good he is. So if they're the overall number one and we lost basically at the buzzer to them and Virginia and us had the same regular season record, and Virginia loses to, albeit a good Florida State team, they ain't Duke. And our record against Duke and Virginia is a respectable 2-2. Two and two. 
how are we not a one seed? I, I don't, I don't understand how that's possible, but they may just have a hard time putting three ACC teams on the one line. I don't know. But to me, it's Gonzaga and the three ACC teams. That's, that's what I see because the Kentucky argument, you know, they say, well, Kentucky beat Carolina. Yeah, but Duke smashed Kentucky. You know, that's the funny thing about all this is it's, it's very incestuous in the sense that, you know, we lost Virginia, but Virginia lost to Duke twice. We beat Duke twice. Uh, we beat Gonzaga, Gonzaga beat Duke, right? The whole thing is very, is very interesting how it's all going to shake itself out. But with strength of schedule and going 16-2 and two in that conference and then taking Duke to the wire at full strength, I, just explain to me how we're not a one seed. I don't understand that. I agree there. Just Sherelle, wrap it up. Your thoughts on the game, you know, what you saw tonight, any other things that maybe we've missed before we get out of here? Well, yeah, what, you know, I'm just looking at the post game and kind of the stuff that's coming in. Uh, one, uh, Kobe White said he was trying to drive and he slipped uh, on the court. And that's why he took that difficult fadeaway jumper, you know, near the end of the game. So that's one thing. I, I think it seemed like uh, Tyus Jones was was biting him a little bit, but he said he slipped. So that's one. And then two, Roe Williams said their defense forced us to be impatient with the ball. And, you know, I think that kind of you know, sums the entire game up as far as North Carolina's offensive approach and some of the struggles that they had. Um, still, though, I, you know, I know it's Duke, like, you know, Dewey said, that's that makes the fan base and people who follow this um, a little more intense about it. But I, I just can't find a way to be particularly negative after this one because I think, you know, you learned a lot. I think Nasir, this was his first really clutch time minutes. You know, it was uneven, but he did some good things. Uh, I think Kobe kind of learned, um, against good defenders, what to do, when not to do in a clutch situation. I think Cam learned a little bit about himself that maybe he needs to move more without the ball, try some things different uh, when teams are guarding him a certain way. So I think there was growth in the loss. Not saying it's a good thing, but I think there was growth that Roy Williams can use and take into the tournament next week. I agree. Dewey, wrap it up. It's been a long season. Now the uh, big dance starts, so it is definitely one and done from here on out for Carolina, your overall thoughts heading into the tournament? Uh, look, I love where we are. We've got a, a dominant point guard, an alpha, that if he gets hot for a couple weeks, has every ability to carry us all the way to the national championship. He's not going to face a defender as good as Trey Jones, like Sherelle said, until probably that final weekend. So I look for him to to be the head of the snake for us. And, and the guys that have been playing well all year, Cam and Luke, they got to continue to do it. We got to make shots. We got to defend. But I, I really think that we've got a guy who's got the ball in his hands most of the time that can carry us to six wins. I believe that. I believed in the last 10 minutes of that game tonight that he was eventually going to make a big shot. It didn't happen, but I still believed it was going to happen. And I think he did too. So even though he didn't win tonight and came up short, I like I like my money with that kid. I I, I want to roll with him, and I think we've got a great shot to make some hay. Dewey Burke and Sherelle McMillan, I'm Tommy Ashley. This has been the Inside Carolina podcast, sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com. Don't forget, Inside Carolina Premium subscribers get 10% off Johnny T-shirt orders, both online and in store, at on Franklin Street and online. Uh, use it. You'll need it. You may need some Final Four gear. You may need some National Championship gear in about three weeks. Duke 74, Carolina 73, Dewey and Sherelle will get some more of these done. But, I'm, you know, it's always fun, no matter what, to talk to you guys after Carolina basketball games. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. 
Brought to you by JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.